From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. And I would really say that the critical trait for entrepreneurs is that outside-the-box thinking mm-hmm. and problem-solving. You know, Apple has a had a, a fantastic tagline, and that's "Think differently." Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what you'll find is a key trait in entrepreneurs who think differently when it comes to the market and problem-solving. And I think that's especially true in terms of healthcare today. That's Jessica Mindsinger, founder and CEO of Surgical Compensation and Consulting, talking about having an entrepreneurial mindset when it comes to solving healthcare problems. We'll hear more from Jessica in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the MGMA Emerald Card, the premier card built specifically for medical practice owners. With 1.5% cash back, paid MGMA dues bonus, no impact on personal credit and vendor rebates, it's tailor-made to medical practices. So what are you waiting for? Go to about.mgma.cards to get started today. Now conditions apply and are subject to approval. Mercantile Financial Technologies is a financial technology company, not a bank. The MGMA credit cards are issued by Hatch Bank, pursuant to a license from MasterCard. Review the cardholder agreement at about.mgma.cards/terms. Our guest today is Jessica Mindsinger founder and CEO of Surgical Compensation and Consulting, and an MGMA consultant. Jessica works with physicians to navigate compensation opportunities. Utilizing data analytics, her mission is to empower physicians to negotiate successfully, ensure pay equality, and identify cultural fit. Jessica, thanks so much for joining us on the MGMA Consultants Corner podcast. Thank you, Daniel. I'm really excited to be here and to talk with you today. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, fantastic. So good to have you on here. I know that you're a recent uh, entry to an addition to our consulting team at MGMA. So really excited to have you on that team and first want to talk to you a little bit about some other things that you're involved with. So you're currently the president and CEO of Surgical Compensation and Consulting. Tell us a little bit about that organization, what the focus is there, where you guys are located. Just give us a little 411 on Surgical Compensation and Consulting. Sure. I'm always happy to talk about SCC. Uh, I'm a compensation consultant for physicians as well as small practices. Um, While I've worked with many physicians of different specialties, I specialize in working with surgeons and small surgical groups. As a woman-owned company, um, we're really focused and committed to ensuring pay equity for our clients. You know, it's still today, physicians, female physicians, earn about $2 less throughout their careers than their male counterparts. 
And for female surgeons, that's estimated to be 2.5 million. And that's just, that's unacceptable. So we're mission driven to remedy that disparity for our clients. And for goodness sakes, we have the, the data and the tools to do that. Um, the MGMA data dive is an invaluable tool to address this. So that's a real passion of ours. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing that. Now, continuing education is one of your other passions. I was going through your uh, bio, your background information on LinkedIn. I see that you've got your CMPE. We love that. Uh, the BOK, you know, body of knowledge. That's awesome. You have something else called the CMOM. Maybe you can tell me a little bit more about that in a minute. And then you've all, you're also a fellow. You've got your FACMPE. That is truly a commitment to continuing education. Talk about that, that background on how that has helped you as a healthcare leader, and maybe give us a little background on CMOM. Maybe I should know that, but I, I'm not, I wasn't familiar with that one. Sure. I mean, after 27 years in business, I just firmly believe that the key to ongoing success is continuing education. I mean, the learning process, it never, it never stops. And if you observe successful leaders in any industry, they all share a desire to grow and learn and stay current. And that's true uh, professionally and personally. So when I started um, in healthcare uh, 12 years ago, my first certification was a CMOM. And that was a general certified, uh, it's certification in medical office management. And that was a great first step. But what I found is as time went on, I needed more in-depth knowledge and expertise and resources. And I found that with MGMA. Okay. Just give us an idea then, because it is a true commitment to have that full-time job, but then also be uh, studying and adding on these different certifications. How do you find that balance between, you know, what you're getting paid for, you know, on a daily basis versus making that stretch to earn additional educational credit, so to speak, because some of our listeners may be going, I would love to do that, but I am stretched to the limit already. And I, I cannot even begin to do that. So how, how did you find that balance to be able to do both? It is absolutely a commitment, that is for sure, but the return on investment is there, and I am living proof of that. You just cannot overstate the value of um, investing in credentialing, what that will do for you personally, professionally, um, that, will, that will help you solve the really difficult problems that you're going to encounter in healthcare and practices in working with physicians and, and other providers. Um, it's worth, this. it is a sacrifice. It is a time commitment. It is absolutely worth it. I, I, am, uh, I value that education so highly. And, and that continues to this day. I mean, it, that doesn't end. And the continuing education opportunities through MGMA help keep you abreast of changes in this industry. I mean, it's, it's a really challenging time in healthcare. So we're not alone. We're all together in this. And um, you'll find that that sacrifice is absolutely worth it. And the return on investment is there. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Now, you have also been described as an entrepreneur <laughs> at heart. Um, 
I want to I want to get more background on that, but I also wanted to ask when I was researching, I found that you even own a restaurant. So I want to know how you have balanced um, owning a restaurant, going to school, uh, running a, your own business. Um, are, are there more than one of you? How have you done this? <laughs> and what, talk talk about being an entrepreneur in the healthcare field now that's helped you, but also please tell us about this restaurant. What's, <laughs> what's your signature dish? <laughs> that's great. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. I mean, I've just, I love um, business. I love creating businesses and you are correct. You've done your research. Uh, I'm the co-owner of a event space called Pop-Up. So we host restaurants, food trucks, small businesses, private events, and uh, true to our tagline, it's a place where you can eat, party, and shop. So over the last five years, I've uh, developed that with my business partner, and it's just been such a rewarding project. It's been really successful here locally, uh, here in Ohio, and um, we've launched, I, I think the most rewarding part is that we've launched other small businesses through that platform, so uh, especially women-owned businesses. So it's a great place to try out your menu, your product line. Um, your services uh, to the community and research the market and decide what's going to work for you before you invest in a brick and mortar spot. So really, we're an entrepreneurial launching pad. And it's been um, it's been a fantastic experience. And it's just sort of a continuation of being an entrepreneur. I incorporated my first company uh, as a senior in college, a real estate company. And so for 27 years, I've been, I've owned my own businesses, developed new businesses. And for the last 12 years, I've developed a healthcare consulting company. So I, I just, I enjoy uh, developing and growing small business, um, addressing market needs. And I would really say that the critical trait for entrepreneurs is that outside the box thinking mm -hmm. and problem solving, you know, Apple has a had a, a fantastic tagline, and that's think differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's what you'll find is a key trait in entrepreneurs. We think differently when it comes to the market and problem solving. And I think that's especially true in terms of healthcare today. That is, if if ever, <laughs> you know, it was a time to think differently. It's to face the immense challenges uh, in healthcare. Uh, provider shortages, physician burnout and turnover, the cost of that on healthcare as a whole, uh, shortages for providers in healthcare. Um, if ever there was a time to take a more entrepreneurial approach to medicine, I think now's the time. So okay. yeah, it, it served me well and it's been a great, I, I've had a great career so far. That's a good way to look at it because there is a lot of the um, kind of thinking in healthcare, maybe too often, where they just continue to do a process the way they've done it because that's the way they've always done it. And being able to think outside the box is is a really great way to look at that, a great mindset to have. And I have to follow up when you get invited to a holiday party. What's the signature dish? What do you bring every time? <laughs> what's the, what's your go to? For me personally, what's my signature dish? Sure. <laughs> uh, I have a, a cheese ball recipe. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I probably rely less on my cooking skills than I do on my business skills. Okay. So I, I love to eat, but not a, not a, not great in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. No problem a- there. <laughs> is your business partner then the one that is responsible for the food prep or whatever? Yeah. Yep. She's my uh, business partner is very creative. I'm more of a numbers visionary person. Okay. And she's more of a, a creative person. And then we host all sorts of different restaurants and food trucks. And, you know, the whole goal, really, it's a it's a business incubator. Mm-hmm. And that's what's what's super rewarding about that project. So oh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll maintain my position as the chief eater <laughs> <laughs> and, and business visionary and leave it, <laughs> leave the kitchen to others. That's a good role to have. So <laughs> I want to talk about something we mentioned earlier. You are a recent MGMA consultant. You've been added to our stable of, of consultants who have expertise across the board uh, to help medical practices with their challenges, providing them with tools and resources. So give us a little background then. How did that relationship begin? I just, I could not be more excited and uh, I'm just really honored to be a part of the MGMA team. I've been a member since 2011. So in those 11 years, I earned my CMPE and FACMPE credentials. And I joined the MGMA during a particularly challenging uh, negotiation that I was in with hospital administration on behalf of the surgery practice. Um, As a consultant, I renegotiated numerous contracts for this practice, and uh, this was relatively early in my career, and it was very apparent that although I had some uh, medical background and training and a lot of business acumen that I needed, uh, I I wasn't able to negotiate with the data on a level playing field with the hospital without joining MGMA and having access to the resources that you offer. So that was the day I I remember it very clearly and (laughs) uh, very frustrated after that meeting, went, walked right back to my office and became a member of MGMA. And uh, yes, I recently became an independent consultant with MGMA, could not be more excited to bring my knowledge uh, my perspectives, my expertise uh, in physician compensation and small practice management to MGMA clients. It's its really an exciting time. I'm, I couldn't be happier about it. Oh, that's awesome. So for our listeners who are made up primarily of medical practice leaders, administrators, physicians, et cetera, um, give us an idea of what those relationships are like when you go out to meet with a a practice, do they already know what their pain points are? I mean, do they they know what their challenges are? Are you helping them just diagnose the overall practice so they can then really find out what those pain points are and then move forward? Give us, and maybe it changes uh, client to client, but I am curious about how that flows and what it looks like. You know, um, to answer the first part of that question, I so enjoy working with clients and developing those relationships. And that's really the why in what I do. That's just the most rewarding part, that human interaction. 
I have been um, in my own career very fortunate to have had great mentors, consultants uh, in my own businesses and coaches throughout my career. And it truly takes a village <laughs> to, in, to run a successful business a practice um, to have an enduring and successful career. It is my passion to bring that uh, to my consulting with clients. And, you know, to answer the second part of your question, in my experience, practices or individual physicians that I'm working with, they do know their pain points and they feel it pretty acutely. I think, though, in, in the day-to-day -day operation of running a practice or in the trenches of uh, practicing medicine, you may sometimes feel overwhelmed and it's really easy to lose sight of your goals and your mission and why you went into that specialty to begin with. You can lose sight of that, you know, that 30,000 foot view, um, which is vital really to driving your practice, to driving your career um, and to maintaining provider engagement and growth of that practice. So as, as a consultant and an MGMA consultant, we lend our professional perspectives and experience to address those pain points and really to move the practice or the individual physician that I'm working with uh, in a, in a, with that 30,000 foot view with long-term goals in mind and you know, to really build a successful and profitable and positive uh, working environment. And, and you know, I, I think that's, again, where the entrepreneurial spirit comes in, that sense of problem solving, of finding opportunities in challenges, um, and, and understanding that long term, it's about navigating your way through those challenges and opportunities, um, you know, to find the most rewarding uh, practice environment, uh, employment environment, and um, so, although I think they know where the pain points are, sometimes we just bring that that larger perspective um, above the day-to-day -day, uh, challenges you feel. Mm -hmm. Do you have a particular case study you could share with us of what that looks like in practice? I mean, I think the the longest uh, consulting arrangement I had was ten years. Um, I spent as a as the senior business advisor for a trauma acute care surgery practice and an orthopedic trauma practice at a level two trauma center. And this was a really um, it was sort of an entrepreneurial practice in that it was private, uh, physician owned, but hospital based with multiple contracts and coverage agreements and medical directors and specialties. So it was um, very challenging and stimulating and just a, a really fascinating experience. Um, I mean, I learned practice operations from every single perspective in that practice. So we profitably grew that practice. We recruited and retained physicians we negotiated successfully with administration, um, navigated a lot of challenges and changes over 10 years. And I think most rewarding on a personal level is that we developed and expanded life-saving trauma programs and outreach. And because the business side of the practice was solid and stable and growing, these, you know, really talented physicians were able to focus on patient care and providing that outreach and education 
that was really life-saving. This was in a, a, a practice located in Nebraska. So a lot of the outreach that they did was in rural communities. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was just really rewarding that when the business side was solid and progressing, um, how that was contributing to, um, you know, uh, bringing those resources to communities that might not have otherwise had it. So together, you know, we successfully provided excellence in trauma and pediatric and adult survival rates and patient outcomes. And it was just, it was one of the best experiences I ever had. It was, it was just, I learned a tremendous amount. Very yeah. grateful for MGMA. Well, good. When, <laughs> when you're meeting with a practice like the one you had the 10 year relationship with, uh, do you have a single point of contact? Do you have a team that you meet with at the practice? What what does that relationship look like? So in that particular instance, I had uh, the practice owner um, that I reported to directly and worked with directly in terms of navigating uh, the business end of that practice. But yeah, I mean, I worked with a lot of different physicians, um, nurse practitioners, PAs, trauma coordinators. So there were a lot of moving pieces to uh, that uh, consulting arrangement. And uh, yeah, and it was it was great. But you certainly heard it. You know, I think that's being there long term gave me my perspective on the pressures on physicians, the pressures on hospital administration, um, on advanced practice providers. There's just there's a there's a tremendous push and pull in the system to provide excellence in patient care and for practices to be profitable, for the hospital to meet their budget needs and finding a way to mediate those and meet everyone's needs and bridge that gap was challenging. And I just absolutely loved uh, being able to bring both of those parties together in a successful way. Okay. Well, like a 10-year relationship like that, um, how often are you there on site versus, I guess, Zoom-type calls or whatever? What's that, you know, what's the balance there? Yeah. So I was working remotely uh, (laughs) before that was a a common practice with COVID. So I was uh, uh, traveling there every three weeks and sometimes more if necessary on site. And uh, working back and forth with uh, physicians, able to monitor everything from uh, our headquarters in Ohio, and it was it would it just worked. I mean, it was never meant to be ten years. It just uh, it was meant to be a few months, and it yeah. it just really clicked and grew into a, a fantastic opportunity. Okay, you were talking earlier about some of your some of your areas of expertise, FizComp being one of those. Um, do you have examples of the KPIs that you're looking at? Maybe you can use this uh, particular practice as an example, or you, how are you guiding them through to show uh, what the advancement is? Like if what these uh, tools or resources you're implementing there, these processes, if they're working, not working, how do you measure these things? And what are the KPIs you're most interested in? I mean, I think in terms of the key practice indicators, the business side of it, um, you know, we were able to identify the key practice indicators and monitor them. We, in that case, had a third-party billing company that was fantastic to work with. So our um, you know, accounts receivable were 
they, they were just a tremendous part of our team and highly motivated. So, you know, I think in terms of the key practice, the, the other challenging part of that is presenting with presenting physicians in your practice with the information that they need while not overwhelming them and also having the data available to address um, concerns that come up. I mean, I had a physician that I worked with in that practice that was very aggressive and trying to increase his compensation. <laughs> and, and that was a constant uh, push and, and pull with him, uh, constantly wanting to uh, renegotiate his contract and earn more. And, you know, the MGMA data was so fantastic in making the case to uh, the primary practice owner, who was a physician, and to this physician of, you know, where he fell in terms of compensation, where his productivity fell in terms of compensation. So, you know, every practice is different and every um, the challenges that that practice faces in terms of billing and collections is different. And, you know, in some ways, those the KPIs are are easier to identify and diagnose and find solutions to. I mean, we have a lot of data and tools and formulas to address those and they're logical. So uh, those can be easier. And I, I think right now, some of what is more challenging to diagnose and solve, but really probably the part I enjoy most is the human factor. In, in practices and in hospitals. I mean, combating physician and staff burnout, um, that it, especially coming out of COVID that has been greatly exacerbated, uh, employing strategies to retain employees, to reduce costly turnover, um, finding long-term and strategic ways to address labor shortages, working with practices and physicians to remain engaged. Um, you know, I think these are, in terms of keeping practices going, if you want to be, if you want to offer the best patient care, the best ex patient experience and outcomes to be the most productive practice you can be, it really starts with your people and, and addressing uh, these issues, um, making sure that your, your physicians are engaged and, um, and retaining them so that your practice isn't disrupted with the cost of turnover. So, you know, when you meet with a practice or you meet with a individual physician that's struggling, you know, I think the data piece and the uh, financial piece are easier <laughs> to, to deal with in many ways than the human aspect of really what's going on in healthcare and the toll that that's taking on the healthcare industry and how that affects patient care and outcomes and physician availability. So that, that's, you know, I, the human aspect of medicine is I think something we all really, <laughs> we really need to focus on. Agreed. We can have a whole another <laughs> podcast know. conversation on that human side of this. So right, right. Jessica, I want to welcome you again as an MGMA consultant. Uh, we are greatly benefited by your expertise on the team. And I uh, want to thank you again for joining us on Consultants Corner. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure to talk to you today.
Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Jessica Meinsinger, founder and CEO of Surgical Compensation and Consulting. Jessica is also an MGMA consultant. To learn more about MGMA's medical practice consulting services, go to mgma.com slash consulting. Also, thanks to MGMA Emerald Card for sponsoring this week's show. The Emerald Card is the premier card built specifically for medical practice owners. With 1.5% cash back, paid MGMA dues bonus, no impact on personal credit and vendor rebates, the Emerald Card is tailor-made to medical practices. Go to about.mgma.cards to get started today. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. If you want to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights Podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.